Hey guys, welcome back. Another edition of the Detour Potty. It's been a while between drinks. Last time we saw it was obviously the World Championships, <laughs> but we're back to recap a massive 2022 in the cycling season as we near the end. I'm joined by four-time national road champion Johnny Chavarro and the voice of cycling who's live from Kuala Lumpur, of all places, for the Tour of Langkawi. Yeah. Phil Liggett, how's it going? I can prove it. I can show you the most, the, the biggest... Uh... I'm going great, taking it. Yeah, yeah. You see the wonderful. Uh, we did believe you, Phil. We did believe you. Mosque. This is the famous. This is the famous mosque that, uh, when the Tour de Lancôme first got underway, Crikey, I was last on it, 2009. That had just been built, and it was the biggest in, in the world. And uh, yeah. well, here I am, sat outside it again, 12 years later. I did the Tour yeah. de Lancôme. I think it was 2013, and the humidity. I mean, that was in Feb, I think, was one thing I remember. I was just spent most of my yeah. time sitting in the car with the aircon blasting. Yes. How, how's the conditions this time of year? Yeah. Well, I've never been here in in the, this time of the year, October, and it's uh, it's the start of the rainy season, so there could be a bit of dampness around for the riders. It's cloudy, and it's a very gentle at the moment. I think the clouds are blocking the uh, the Wi-Fi bit as well. If you <laughs> 25, 20. Not like us to have Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> Wouldn't be a detour without it. Keep talking. Ah, you, look, I'm going to try the, the phone and see if I can get. Yeah, no worries, mate. Not a problem. Jump back you on on the. You guys the carry on. I'm going to come back to it on the phone, and I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> we'll you do, mate. Carry on, yeah. No okay. dramas. <laughs> well, if he, it's it's been a big 2022, but before we get to that, there's obviously some results we should unpack first. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Lombardia, the last monument of the season, and the old mate Poggy. He gets the chocolates again. Uh, it was another sensational victory, and, and what a way to finish off the year. Uh, beating Great Henrik win. Mass, yeah, uh, defending champ and all that. But uh, uh, Henrik Mass is really stepping up too. Mass beat him uh, earlier in the week in the other lead-up race, uh, you know, just about six days ago. Actually, uh, uh, dropped the pog on the last up, uh, climb, but um, this time uh, the pog uh, was just too quick for him. Really good ride from uh, Mikel Lander, and. Valverde, sixth, yes. right in the mix, final race in his good goodbye race. He actually said, I just feel a bit funny about retiring when I'm actually going so well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that just photo just popped up there with uh, with him and Nibbley. It was Nibbley's last race as well. Nibbley was right in the mix too. I think he cracked on the last climb and he finished, oh, where did he finish? I think he finished 24th at two minutes 17. So, yeah, two, two of the great stars of world cycling. Both, uh, uh, you know, nearly approaching 40 and, uh, um, and Valverde 41. So, yeah, amazing career. He just loves it, like Valverde. Like, to have a career that's gone on for that long, but to keep going, like, in the latter years, to going at the age of years, as you said, he, he just got to love racing. He's a racer. Way to describe it. Yeah, no, he's a racer. We love watching him race too because uh, he, he, both of them are fantastic racers. You know, <laughs> when when either of them are in a bike race, you know something's going to happen. They um, both will attack. Nimbley's one of the great descenders. He'll put pressure on down there. You know, they're fantastic careers, a pair of them. 
and uh, yeah, it's how it's go, actually. Have you seen the Netflix special on Movie Star? No, you everyone. Know, done it, I, yeah. I, I, I'm being slack. Everyone tells me it's very, very good, so uh, I'm going to have to have to watch it. Yeah. Well, the the last series, I've, I just watched the last episode because it went into the famous Fuelta when Superman Lopez jumped off his bike and went in all the behind the scenes of that. Fascinating, absolutely oh, really? fascinating. When he should have obviously continued, but it was all yeah. the battle about what was said in his ear. They told him like to stop riding. He got frustrated, and yeah. And the fact that he literally jumped off his bike when he could have easily finished, you know, in the top five. Um, yeah. Yeah, fascinating <laughs> insight. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to the Netflix series on the Tour de France uh, that should come out probably early next year um, where they covered, I think, the eight teams. I think Jumbo Visma was in there as well. So to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff of that, it's going to be unreal. Uh, oh, we've got a few, amazing. few yeah. live comments. Michelle Graham says, would love to know opinions on team budgets. And whether there should be changes. Yeah, that's interesting uh, debate that's going on at the moment because it's so lopsided when you've got uh, teams like Ineos, which you've got twice the budget of, of uh, uh, the teams down the, the bottom end of the of, of the uh, pro tour. Um, and uh, are they going to talk about uh, bringing some sort of uh, restraint in? I don't think they're going to do it though. Um, interesting. Uh, they just keep buying the best best riders, but uh, they're having trouble winning the Tour de France at the moment, even with their big budget. So we'll see what happens uh, next year. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? Um, with what's going on this year, it's been an amazing year, and, and to have all these uh, new stars really emerging, it just makes you the mouth water for next year's Tour de France if they if, if they all line up for the Tour de France because uh, the, the rise and rise of a Venipol, you know, gee, I, I hope he does. I, I hope he does. He hasn't he hasn't completely uh, put it out of the um, out of the uh, options. Uh, his team's been saying no, they're sending for the Giro because it's a good year. But he said, well, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Well, it's. Uh, I think the bigger because I've mentioned it a few times back in the early days when it was a green edge and said, "Why isn't there like a salary cap?" and and the issue is, um, you is that you need a central spot where that governs the um, all the teams have to pay out of a central location like a country or whatever, and then it, it it's a lot trickier than just saying a blanket like here's a salary cap because it comes under different rules and regulations. Um, yeah, it's a lot more complicated because it would make sense because you've got these teams that at the bottom end of the food chain are struggling to survive, struggling to find those budgets. Whereas if they capped it, then it would even the field. And even with some of the wages, like take a Pogacar, you know, the amount of money that was thrown at him, I think last year to jump ship and join other teams. And then that just sort of has an inflation effect on all the other riders down the bottom of the pecking order as well, if you... Yeah, look, it's a, it's a hard one. Isn't it? then, then you go look at soccer uh, and then you realise the wages of the soccer is just minuscule compared to what soccer players are getting. But they've got the same sort of issues too. The biggest teams have got much bigger budgets uh, uh, than the smallest teams in, in, in all the different leagues, you know. So it's a worldwide uh, uh, issue. But I've got to tell you, this was a great season. The, the way... It, you know, you were at the uh, at Tour. I was at the Giro and the Vuelta. Fantastic. We're both at the Worlds. The racing 
it's just getting better and better. And, and the quality of the women's racing is really uh, stepping up as well. So I've been enjoying that immensely. Um, and um, we've got the, the gravel world titles on at the moment. So the women raced uh, last night and the, and the guys were on tonight today <laughs> uh, and um, it's because UCI has you know, really got involved in the gravel now so uh, world titles but the women so uh, uh, for our provoke that Pauline she is just a legend she she was the red hot favorite and she won it uh, she's now the current mountain bike champion and gravel champion she was world road champion a few years back so she can do a bit of everything uh, and uh, Tiff Cromwell did a ripper ride she was sixth, only 40 seconds back. So very, very good ride from Tiff. Well, I think um, a lot of riders, we spoke with Heinrich Housel at the start of the year that are doing a bit of the gravel and um, cyclocross and all these other events to keep themselves, you know, in good shape moving into, you know, the road cycling season. So, you know, do you think there'll be more riders sort of taking up that program just to keep their legs ticking over during the offie? Yeah, I don't know whether the gravel racing fits into the offy so so well, whereas the, definitely the uh, across does. But uh, the more and more are going to go, have a go at it as the money uh, comes in. There's a two of a really you know, million dollar series coming up soon, so that that will get you <laughs> lining up, especially guys who are, are sort of at the end of their career. Uh, on the road, it, it's another uh, option for them, you know. Like uh, 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 Nathan Hass, you know, he, he's become a, a, a gravel bike legend, so he's right in there and, and fully sponsored. So, um, and I think people love it because it's a, just a completely different sort of character to to the road race. You've got a structured, it's not like the teams, it's your, more go in there and have a go, more individual. We've got a couple more live comments. Uh, Ian Thomas says, thanks for a great season, Dan, JT, and Phil. I think Phil's trying to reconnect with his phone, but didn't look like it was working before, so we'll have another crack. Um, <laughs> Mom, Manuel, uh, Luigi used to work with him at Green Edge, says, g'day. How are you, Manuel? Uh, Sally says, congrats, Dan Niffy, on a great year of bringing us inside. Uh, Goss and fantastic guests. You're on the ground coverage of the tour, and Vuelta was epic. I thought your coverage at the Giro was pretty good as well. Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what a year! Eh? Well, look, Giro was special because uh, we had um, an Aussie winner who was being celebrated uh, today. There he is in in, um, in, in Perth, his hometown of Perth. So, which would have been uh, pretty amazing to be a part of, actually. What's uh, great is there's not like a perpetual trophy that just does the rounds. They get that like uh, custom trophy for each year. So he was able to show that off with all the kids and sign some autographs and, um, you know, for sure that's going to have a flow-on effect of the next generation of uh, young cyclists coming through, definitely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, mate. I mean, people you know, sort of forget it's only our second ever Grand Tour victory from uh, Australia. So Cadell's uh, Tour de France and now um, Jai Hindley in, in the Giro. And I was, you know, I just feel so fortunate to have been there, a part of that journey, and annoying him every day, and, and, and him putting up with it. Uh, yeah, it, it was wonderful just to see how cool he is. He's a really cool bike rider under pressure. It was um, great to watch. Now uh, you're talking about budgets before. I saw some figures thrown around: seventy-five thousand euro for the hour record in terms of equipment and tech alone for Philippe Garner. Um, 
sensational ride because he's he's unified the the our record by smashing uh, Chris Boardman's what do they call it? Yeah. the best human effort on the band yeah. Superman well, Chris position. Is, Chris's wasn't counted as the our record anymore, but it's the fastest anyone ever gone because it was in that Superman position. But he beat that as well, so he's unified as you said. But fifty six point seven nine two. I mean, get out of the bike on on the flat, slight downhill, and, and get to fifty six point seven nine two. That's amazing. Jump on a track and try and get there. Most even fairly fit bike riders wouldn't be able to get to fifty six point seven. Let alone hold it for an hour. I mean, it's staggering, really, absolutely mm. staggering. Uh, sensation, Jerry. Do you think, given he smashed it, that many people try it again, or they'll just literally be like, "I ain't getting anywhere near that. It's not even worth it. Forget <laughs> well, it." Yeah, it might it might put others uh, on hold for a little while. I, but interestingly, the record was held by Dan Bingham, who works for Ineos, and he was uh, instrumental in in the team uh, working with uh, Garner to break his own records. <laughs> he must be a good bloke. <laughs> yeah, great culture within the team then. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some of our highlights of 2022. So stay tuned. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there. And wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match. But not this one. This girl has a bike to sell. And thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours. And the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns and rides. Now, I want to say a massive thanks to our great mates at Bike Exchange. Head over to bikeexchange.com.au for anything bike-related. You need a road bike, mountain bike, e-bike, gravel bike, anything bike-related. But uh, it is the end of an era, Johnny. Uh, they're wrapping up the sponsorship of the Detour podcast. And great what? opportunity. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. Uh, but, but we want to say... Uh, yeah, just a massive thanks to everyone involved um, because, you know, they've been inaugural partners and sponsored the show all the way through. And without their support, we wouldn't have been able to do the show. So um, big shout out to those guys. And moving forward, going to have to do, a, I'm going to re-sticker a new intro, new banners, new branding, new everything. So send an email to john at cyclingevents.com.au if you're interested in getting behind the show. If uh, yes. you're a business, you don't have to be cycling related. Could be a anywhere in the world brewery, you know. Just give us product, um, <laughs> but yeah, send an email, John at cyclingevents.com.au because you know you've got sort of big things planned moving forward. So uh, we'll send you out an information pack, and you know you could be a partner of the show. So um, get behind the detail podcast if you. Yeah, and, and just ca- uh, following on from what you said, mate. Uh, they 
we're part of the of the bike exchange family you know they they sponsor bike exchange jacko of course um but they've been uh, great guys all the people who work there and uh it's been sensational and you know as you say end of an era it's been wonderful nearly three years that they've been supporting us so yeah and i'm sure we'll we'll be doing something with them again in the future just got a message from phil wi-fi is no good so you can't get it to hold the signal so appreciate phil for all his work that he's done on the show as well and um, we had a crack. We got a little yarn in about Lane Cowie. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, stir him up too because he's coming out here uh, at the end of December. He's coming out for uh, the summer. We're working at the Bay Crits, of course, and uh, um, and Tour Under. Uh, so uh, coming out. So look, looking forward to, to catching up with Phil. A few more live comments. Wendy Superfan says, hi, Dan and John. Uh, Jan Borman says, again, love the way Valverde and Nibley race. Really race. Seems odd not to have them racing again. Uh, as you mentioned, Valverde, I think, after that result, thinking, geez, is this a bit premature, though? You've got to retire at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jan yeah. Nibley, also said, Nibley said the opposite. He said, uh, <laughs> there's no way I'm coming back. I'm done, he said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jan says, no salary cap in any other sport. Why should there be in cycling? Um Michelle Graham says, more riders seem to be retiring a few years before they would have in the past, Bills being an example. I have a theory. Since COVID, riders seem to be racing like it's their last day racing. Any thoughts? Yeah, interesting. Um, they're definitely racing uh, differently since COVID. Uh, I think riders know when it's time. Um, it's different for, you know, we all have a different biological clock in our bodies um but bills for instance he's slightly younger than those guys but he knows it's it's time for him he's got other things planned you'd know more about that than me since you're uh, uh much closer with him hang on phil, phil looks like his internet's working we've got you phil hey <laughs> yes can you hear me yes it kicked in it just kicked in on the phone so good to see you both oh perfect yeah, done, mate. Yeah, yeah, great. I think we'll I offended you we'll just... when I sent you a reply saying that I couldn't get through, so it's worth. Yeah, we, we just did a whole uh wrap up and said thanks for all your contributions <laughs> on the show. And if he said he was going to wind you up, and now you're so back. We're a good bloke, you are. You're coming out here this yeah. summer. And... <laughs> well, shall I go then? <laughs> we're, 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 we're... We were just talking about uh, Ghana uh, and his yes. absolute ridiculous 56.792 uh, for the hour, 56.792 kilometres. That's just uh, a kilometre an hour. That is just amazing. Yeah. I, I remember um, when, obviously, Chris did the superhuman time and then they banned the Superman bikes and... Uh, Chris reckoned it would it would probably hold for around ten years, and it certainly did that. But um, Philippe Canet is the most surprising enigma, really, because look at the ride he put in at the World Championships, which is probably his worst performance of the year, and then he goes and prepares and gets his brain back in gear, uh, back home, and he does this sort of ride. Uh, the guy, once he gets his head into into the, his direction of travel, should we say? He's a fantastic bike rider against the watch. He's almost never beaten against the watch. I think he's won about 24 races and only two have been other than time trials. Something like that. Terrific. Yeah, phenomenal. 
Phenomenal. Um, you must be getting excited that you're coming back to Australia, Phil. It's been a while. I am, actually. Um, and I was actually at a function in the Australian Embassy three nights ago, just the night before I flew here. And um, I met with the chairman and CEO of Santos, who was giving a talk on, on uh, oil, obviously a touchy subject around the world. And uh, because Santos are actually an extremely green country in, in defending, they, they, they agree you've got to get at the fossil fuels even now. But he was telling us all that Santos was doing uh, to make the carbon footprint much less. Great conversation. And the company has just missed uh, the international angle of the Santos tour down there. They can't wait for it to start again. And uh, I'm sure the riders will go back in numbers. They've got great plans. The women's race is extended as well. I'm looking forward very much to flying back. Uh, and dare I say, I'm going to do the Bay Classics as well, uh, if John if John will let me, you know. So, uh, I'm look, and the Cadell Evans are all on the planning table. Um, but you'll have to forgive me. I'm a bit dazed because I've, I've literally only had six hours sleep in the last 48 because I, I went to a function, then went to the airport at four in the morning. Uh, that was two nights ago. And I just got I just landed about three hours ago. I had a quick shave and a shower. And uh, then the worst thing happened. John called me. And here I <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your, you it was safe. What, what's your highlight of the of the 2022 season, Phil? I mean, there's oh, been God. a few big moments, but um, what are some of the ones that stand out for you? I think it's been one of the most fabulous seasons. Uh, we we talked for decades, really, it seems, of the young, youngsters making their impressions. This year, they wiped everybody else out. And, and, and I remember Nibley saying at the start of the season, if you're... If you're top-end 20s now, your career's finished. Well, as we know, Nibley retired with Valverde at uh, the Tour of Lombardy yesterday. Uh, two magnificent bike riders. Valverde has just had a terrific end of season, knocking on the door of even a big win, finishing sixth in uh, Lombardia. Uh, two great riders, but there's no room for them anymore. Um, and this is why, you know, sadly, we'll probably never talk about Chris room again at a high level of racing and a lot of other bike rides that we've talked of. They're here now and they're here big time. For me there's the highlight has got to be Remco. We, we've talked about guys emulating the great Eddie Merckx and it's, it's just been a, a lip service we've been paying. But this guy is the real deal and Eddie has said it. I, I saw Eddie in his formative years and I, I commentated on him. I see the same image every time I see Remco ride and uh, the way he won, he won that world title, it was a, it was an attack, and he had to go and do it by himself. So he was obviously the top highlight. But you know, the women also have found their champion Annemiek van Vluten as well, and she's had the most amazing year. How do you break a part of your body and you get up and you go and win the world championship? That was moments after she finished. She looked at the camera. She just shrugged. She says, "I'm the world champion. I can't <laughs> believe it." <laughs> and when she pulled that sprint out and just left the bunch behind, uh, it was just unbelievable. And, it, you know, I commentated on that terrible crash she had in Rio de Janeiro at the um, Commonwealth yeah, Games. Yeah, she should have won that. Look, I thought she was dead. The way she landed on her neck, I thought, oh, my God. They're not going to say anything about this, but I, I, I think she's gone. Um, and, as you know, within... Six hours, she was sat in bed tweeting, I'm fine. And 
she fought her way back to this fantastic level of yeah. bike racing. So yeah. two two terrific highlights of you could write a book on this one season alone, couldn't you? Yeah. Well, she won all three Grand Tours this year yep. <laughs> for the women and the world title. I, I, yeah. I thought her doctor was the the the, the doctor because she crashed in the in the team in the mixed team time trials as you yes. saw right at the start. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. down fractured her elbow, and uh, one one of uh, my friends spoke to the doctor that morning of the women's road race said how much pain is she going to be in and she said oh well anyone else wouldn't start but Annemiek she'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah just like which is another, another species absolutely sums <laughs> it up yeah. yeah she was yeah. such a great and uh, she hasn't announced it but I'm just wondering if she will cancel every time and come back as as the world champion it's well, she said she's writing she's next year. She's writing out 2023, she said. When did you say that? While well, I was flying? Yeah, no, I, was, I read it on, you know, something new, something tips, one of those. She said she's going to retire at the oh. end of 23. Okay, because you did announce her retirement at the end of this year. And yeah. she's obviously had to, and then the serious rethink came after she won the world title and just about everything else that happened yeah. along the season yeah. as well, you know. Uh, it's a shame in some ways, John, because we saw a brilliant winner of the Tour de France and two great sporting guys in Pogaccia and Vingago. And Vingago got the better of an on-form Pogaccia. But um, he sort of got yeah. into the shadows because he never raced again until just uh, the Crow Tour just recently, which he yeah. almost won on. Lost it on the last day in the first of the last sprint. Um, he's a total hero in Denmark now. Absolute yeah. total Hero, he's their biggest sportsman they've ever had, uh, and he's just he's in the mix now with so many things that have happened this year that we all want to talk about. Yeah. But he'll be back big time for sure. Oh, he'll be back. I don't worry about, you know, he's not gone anyway, of course. He I, I just can't wait to watch that, that, that uh, Tour de France with him and and, and Pogacar and Roglic. I mean, we we he, even though he crashed out badly uh, it, 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 near the end of the world, yeah. He's so tough. You can never put put him out of the cut him out of the equation. Although you know, for him to win the tour, I reckon he'd have to almost go to another team. But anyway, that's another challenge. And then Avenipol, what is he going to do if he rides the tour? He's going to be in that mix. He's too good. He's going to be yeah. better again next year. So yeah, it's uh, and and Bernal can Bernal come back to that level? Yeah, probably can. So yeah, it's exciting to think about. He's the big mix. We don't know what's going to happen with Egon Bernal now. Yeah. So much has happened during his injury, which started at the beginning of the year when he hit the back of that park bus. Um, he's going to come back for sure. And and the work that's being done in Ineos, they've moved out people like Carapaz. Uh, so they're going to face him as a rival next year as well. Uh, and they're strengthening the team of youngsters who are still to come through. The arrival of Tom Pidcock in his first Tour de France, he was magnificent. There's no end of new stars in the sport as we speak at the moment. And, uh, it's right. You're going to put Tom Pidcock into that mix when you talk about all those names because... Uh, you have. Who, who, don't who, write who, off Wout Van Aert. Van Aert did a fantastic ride yeah. as a teammate and still yep. finished fourth in the World yep. Championship. Yep. Uh, and who knows about the return of Van der Poel after the debacle of the of the World Championships. He, he'll be back. Yeah. 
Well, he's riding tonight, isn't he? The World Gravel Championship. I know he's riding a road bike, yep. but everyone else is riding gravel bikes. So he thinks the road <laughs> bike's fine. So, yeah. uh, well, from, I was going to say, from an Aussie perspective, if a couple of the um, rides that stand out was obviously uh, Simon Clark, um, his unbelievable stage win on stage five at the, the Tour de France. And, you know, we'd spoken to him a couple of times on the show and we'd had Phil on at the same time, I think, one of the episodes. And, um, yeah, I mean, what what a fantastic story that yeah. was this year, Johnny. Well, look, yeah, that, and I thought um, Michael Matthews' win was his best ever victory. That was just blew me away. But the, but the ride for an Australian this year has to go to Jai Hindley. I mean, uh, Jai Hindley, you know, his his win, the calculated way, calm way he went about it and, and took it out. That stood out to me. And also, Jay Vine, his two stage wins yeah. uh, in oh. the Vuelta, uh, unfortunately. Crashed out and didn't get the the kilometres he was going to get, but one of those victories, poof, you know, it was just amazing. He had a Venipole in fine form, ten seconds behind him for about five or six kilometres and couldn't catch him. Mm. That says everything. That sh- just shows the yeah. quality of that win. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. It was a good year for Australian cycling, a really good year, and um, because there was so much to report. You seem to hit the jackpot, John. Everywhere you went to watch a big race, the Aussies came good. Um, <laughs> go I'll bring out the best of them, mate. Yeah. You got a thousand five o'clock stage five win, but even so, it was uh, the Aussies have had a very, very good season. They really have. Got a live question from Jan Borman. Quick question Teams need sponsors. UCI need teams with funds. Everyone knows it takes more than three years to get a team going. Why are the UCI penalising any new major investment with this draft relegation process, Johnny? Well, the okay. interesting thing is the UCI didn't come up with this idea, you know. Everyone's blaming the UCI. The teams came up with the idea a couple of years back, um, you know, three years or whatever, and when this was, it was actually started by the, the pro teams who talked about a relegation, not the UCI. People forget that. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good point. And indeed, the riders and the representatives voted uh, for the system that which is in place now, of course, uh, it's altered because of the situation with COVID. Riders have, have dropped out of races in big points gains position because of the, they couldn't continue it with COVID, uh, and this was never foreseen. When the UCI will have stood by the guns and they're not yeah. going to relax any of the exactly. rules. But and the thing is, it's a three-year decision. It's a three-year relegation. That's the basic yeah. of it. And yeah. I think we will see changes because of it. It's, yeah, well, it's basically it's a good idea, but I'm not going to talk it, in all honesty, yeah. because we're not... I, I think the COVID thing threw it all into disarray. Yeah. 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 I, I couple more. it should be a huge flashback, yeah. A couple more comments before we wrap things up. Andy Matthews says, thanks, Dan John, for a great year. Might see you at the Bay Crits if Robbie's keen. His second last race of the year in Belgium today. So Andy will be there. And Ian Thomas says, highlight of the year was if he'd given out beers at the finish of the Vuelta, very popular. <laughs> well, except for Rowan Dennis. Rowan Dennis was pretty disappointed. Well, he, he missed me. But I haven't spoken to Rowan since. But I know he got stuck into me on your social distance podcast. Yeah. But, uh, so I'll have to send him a message to say, hey, I had the beer there for you, mate, but you went past the other side of the bunch and didn't see me. And I should have chased him down because I did promise it to him. But anyway. Andrew Morn goes, when does your football docker get released down? Good news is we've finished all six episodes, so they're getting locked. Uh, it's going to be out on Paramount Plus probably in a month.
Mount's time. That's the one following the Western United oh, Footy God. Club. So it's a pretty epic story from cellar dwellers to champions in one year. So look out for that one. I'll be definitely promoting it on the Detour podcast, even though it's got nothing to do with cycling. That's how I roll. <laughs> all right. Why not? Yeah, uh, anything else? Oh, also, well to to um to Richie Port. Don't forget yes. Richie Port. End of a, yep. end of a, a great oh. guy from the bike racing world. I'm sure we'll see Richie again, maybe in, in front of the camera or whatever. But uh, Richie won't just disappear. I know that. We'll have to get him on the show if he. We will for sure. Yeah, sure he'll doing come a big on. family yeah. holiday. I don't think he's coming back until uh, early in the new year. But um, you know, become a back to being a Tasmanian. But look, you know, what, what a wonderful career, uh, the yeah. superstar. Look, we had some really good um, Australian uh, rides this year. It was great to see the, the 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 next step happen in women's cycling. The Women's Tour de France was an amazing event. The crowds just uh, blew me away, you know, because you know, they didn't rely yeah. on – it was after the men's and to watch those crowds build and build as the, as the women's tour went on was, was, was fantastic. Women's racing has been, uh, yeah, really impressive. And now that the TV is starting to show it more and starting to get paid properly, it's, you know, becoming the pro, proper pro sport or should it, yeah, great to see. Yeah. I want to send a Let shout out more. to Andrew Andrew Wright as well. We mentioned Logan Curry, I think, in the junior uh, world's results this year. He had a 21st, and he's uh, gone out and purchased some Social Distance Podcast T-shirts. Great bloke, shit rider. And <laughs> Logan got the great rider, shit bloke shirt. So I think that'd be nice. And, Johnny, you had a catch-up with a couple of old sparring partners. Well, that's the photo taken 72 just before we went away to Munich Olympics. Still Bishop, Danny Clark, Donnie Allen, John Nicholson. Uh, Clyde Sefton, Graham Jones, who unfortunately was killed the next year, uh, uh, and uh, Phil Sawyer and myself. And we had a catch-up last week. So that we tried to get into the same positions almost. Uh, the Steel Bishop at the back, Johnny Bilsma next to him, Donnie Allen, John Nicholson, me over on the right, then Phil Sawyer, uh, Remo Sassinetti and Clyde Sefton. So it was fantastic. We had it uh, at Jerry's Pub. You know that room down there, Phil? You know the little wine cellar there? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, we had lunch there, just the eight of us. Uh, unfortunately, Danny uh, Danny was over in Italy not racing, so he wasn't back. But, yeah, it was just great. A lot of uh, war stories and, uh, 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 yeah, brilliant. Looking at your eyes in that photo, John, you're about one and a half bottles in. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big day, and then we stayed and had dinner that night, and the next day we had a Mayo Jean lunch where uh, – yeah, Matty Keen and Gero and I uh, host, uh, hosted and uh, uh, Grace Brown and Luke Platt were our special guests and it was a great day as well. So two in a row, yeah. but uh, I survived again. Fantastic. Uh, massive thanks to everyone uh, for the support for the show uh, throughout the year and uh, continued support. YouTube.com forward slash a detour podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Anything you want to add before we go, fellas? Yeah, just no, like to add a uh, big, big oh, sorry, mate. A big thank no, you to all our special guests, like Phil, who comes on all the time regularly, and Scott McGrory, and you know, a lot of our regulars, Buells. Um, there we go. For a quick update on Kerry Eek. So, what you do when I when I put up the comments, John, you go quick comment now from Free Ranger. He asks a quick update on Correcca, please, Phil. 
Well, actually, no, it couldn't, couldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. It couldn't be better time because, as you know, we took a bunch of basically cyclists over there in April, and uh, we raised uh, just over. Uh, I've got to get it right. Nearly two hundred thousand Aussie dollars worth. Wow! Uh, all from cyclists over over the COVID uh, last COVID year and uh, down at Kareka. And the Correcta Foundation down there have taken local farms, bought the land for farmers. The farmers wanted to sell the land to us. Uh, we've rewilded the whole area. They've taken out a fence in the middle and moved oh, wow. it. It's now, it's now over 56,000 hectares large. And they've introduced a more line. And uh, our, the rhinos touchwood. We've been having a rhino poach now for nearly eight years, I think it is. Um, it's just going, to, it's just going unbelievably well. And Kareka Foundation have, as you know, they allow us one day a year when we can cycle on the estate. We're going back again next April. Um, outward, it's filled up with a lot of uh, bike riders to just do this this one particular ride. There are only sixteen people allowed to ride because we have to have an armed guard, but. We're going on. We're, we have become one of the biggest benefactors for Kareka, and they've never stopped saying thank you. Yeah. And basically, well, that's fantastic. Well, it's like, and yeah, it's great. It's just it's just a love story. It really is. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Thanks, you, thanks to you guys too for the way you publicised it for us. It was unbelievable. Yeah. No, nah, not a problem. At least we can do, mate. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks again, Phil. Good luck at. Uh, to Lankawi, mate. Hope it's a great event and keep that aircon pumping. Well, actually, I I walked in the room and turned it off. You know me and aircon, we don't like each other. So I, <laughs> and the make man came in and turned it back on, so I've turned it off again now. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought he had a problem with the mechanics. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this race very much. Uh, it's interesting for me. A lot of good bike riders are downstairs at the moment. Um, there's four. I think it's four, it might be six World Tour teams here. Uh, but as we know, the, the, I think the relegations are now, I'm afraid, too far behind to be saved from the drop. Uh, but that story may run for a while longer yet with Premier Tech uh, threatening to sue if they get the drop. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, they're going to get dropped because they've, uh, it's, it's definitely they're, they're the lowest ranked team. So they'll be, they'll be being dropped along with Lotto. And there was a terrible yeah. story on, uh, uh, I think it was on Sighting Tips the other day, where uh, you know, managers, uh, a lot of the managers are talking to other teams, and they could be talking of quite a few rides leaving teams. They've got contracts, but because they've dropped out of the World Tour, that means they can break their contracts. So I hope that doesn't. Um, yeah, that's the case. Okay, so that's that's the talk. Yep, absolutely, it is, John. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right, guys. Thanks All again. Right. Next week. When I had a chance to talk to the teams, I might have more stories. No, that sounds right, good, mate. Well, Dan's going on a little bit of a stage journey. He's away on, uh, um, I don't know if you talk much about that, way on business. But, uh, um, Dan, I just wanted to thank you for all the, the great work you've been doing this year. Not that we, not, we'll be back in a week or so, but, um, yeah, you've done a great job, mate, as always. Uh, you too, mate. It's always good. And we didn't box heads on this episode, so... We're starting to mature as well. So that's good. Good sign <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Ify. We'll be back Have again soon. So well done. Thanks, take Ify. it easy. Cheers.